My name is Soon Park, and I'm the host of Stereo for Ballet. This podcast is designed to highlight the diversity problem in the ballet world, and illustrate experiences from students, guests, and experts, and inspire people to advocate to eliminate racism and break stereotypes in ballet and the arts. Let's get started. Today, I'm going to be interviewing two of the four founders of Brown Ballerinas for Change, Shania and Ava. Shania has been performing with Central Virginia Dance Academy since 2016, and is the co-founder of Brown Ballerinas for Change. She desires to become a professional dancer with NYC Ballet, without any set limitations to achieving her goal. Shania wishes to inspire those that see her, encouraging them to not be afraid of who you really are. And to work hard to be the best version of yourself. Ava has also performed with Central Virginia Dance Academy since 2009, and is a co-founder of the dance group Brown Ballerinas for Change. Also, and is a member of Johnny at St. Catherine's School, where she served as a co-captain and was awarded the Creative Crystal Dance Award. She enjoys hanging out with friends and making crazy dances, and recently co-authored a book, My Ancestors' Wildest Dreams. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Hi. All right. So starting off, can you please introduce yourselves and give a brief summary of Brown Ballerinas for Change? Hi, I'm Shania Gordon, and I am the CEO of Brown Ballerinas for Change. I am Ava Holloway, and I'm also one of the CEOs and founders of Brown Ballerinas for Change. And we are an organization that really wants to just help dance diversify, and we believe that dance is for everyone. So that's really the goal of our organization. Yeah, that's amazing.、Um, I've seen some of your videos. So, is that kind of like the main components of BBFC? Like, what are the main components of BBFC? Um, the main components of Brown Ballerinas for Change, I'd say, is to just be aware of the fact that everyone can be an activist in a way, and that you can use your gift that you were given to be an activist. So, we use dance to、uh, advocate for Black Lives Matter, which. Um, really peaked in the summer for us when a bunch of the riots and protests were going on.、Mm-hmm, definitely. So, can you tell me a little bit about your dance journey and experiences? Um. So my dance journey. I started when I was in fifth grade. Um. I always wanted to do dance because I saw Misty Copeland and Debbie Allen, and my mom told me that to do research on them. And the next day, she gave me. Ballet shoes, and I was really excited. And I've been dancing since then. Um, I've been dancing since I was around two or three years old at Central Virginia Dance Academy, which we all currently dance at still. And um, my brother started dancing there before me, and that's kind of how I got into it. And yeah, yeah, there's like a big gap. Um, Shania started when she was like ten, and Ava started when she was like two or three. All right, so what? Motivated you or inspired you to start Brown Ballerinas for Change? I know it started somewhere in the summer last year, but yeah. So we started in the summer. We took pictures at the Robert Lee statue, and it got viral. And we didn't want it to be a one-time thing because people were asking about us and wanted us to perform at like rallies and events. 
And that's how Brown Brothers for Change started. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I'd just say that it definitely went from being just a moment in time to really becoming a movement. And once we saw that our picture kind of was being seen everywhere, we just wanted to continue the work that we were doing and just keep pushing for what we truly believe in. Yeah, I definitely remember um, last summer that I saw the photo and I know it went viral. Did you expect it to go viral or were just like, oh, I want to spread awareness about this issue and what's going on? Um, I definitely didn't expect it to be viral at all. I think most of us, if not all of us, definitely just went there to take pictures and uh, capture historic moments since the governor had announced that the Confederate monuments were coming down since we were previously known as the capital of the Confederacy. I definitely feel like that was a big step. And that was the motivation behind me taking the picture. Um, I can't quite speak for everyone because I'm not sure, but um, yeah. Yeah, it seems like Shania agrees she's nodding her head. All right, so how does BBFC work against the racial gap in ballet? Um, so we try to motivate people um, and like brown dancers to, you know, keep on doing dance and try to motivate people that still are not dancers to dance even though it costs a lot of money, we try to still um, donate and do a closet and um, try to give out scholarships. And we try to motivate like um, dance stores to put out more skin tone um, outfits and tights and ballet shoes. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, we just definitely since the beginning, I feel like one of the main goals just for our organization was always just to help diversify dance because while at the statue I could like you could just feel that many people there hadn't seen a black ballerina maybe ever in their lifetime and a lot of people around the world haven't seen brown ballerinas either so I think with our organization um that's just truly what we believe in and that's what we work against in all the ways possible yeah that's really cool that you're working against these kind of stereotypes in ballet and because there is a lack of diversity in ballet. So what were some of your initial goals and how did they change over time? Well, my goals was to um, see more brown girls and brown boys to do any type of dance and motivate them to keep on doing what they like to do, which is dance probably, and to um, see more brown dancers wear skin tone tights, and skin tone point shoes and ballet shoes. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. That mission is very important. So what has been the most exciting or gratifying thing um, about starting BBFC? I definitely say just inspiring the people that we inspire and getting to do a lot of opportunities that we wouldn't have been able to do if we hadn't taken that picture. I think a lot of the things we do now has one, brought us all closer together um, through a pandemic and two, just like it's super cool to do things at this age that like, you know, other people your age haven't really got to experience. Yeah. So I was just wondering, was it kind of like, you know, you were initially friends and you just wanted to you know, take the pictures or, you know, how did it really get started? So I... Sorry, Shania. <laughs> so, uh, me, I coordinated with one of our dance teachers, Brandy Green, and we were all friends from the studio. 
I had class with Shania last year and me, Kennedy and Sophia had like a trio last year. So we were all pretty close friends from dance. And um, we invited other members from dance to come too, but they couldn't make it. But um, yeah, I definitely say you were all pretty good friends before all this happened. And it's only brought us closer than before. Yeah, definitely. Um, dance really brings people together. And especially after that viral photo, you know, it brings you even more closer. All right, so we've talked about like the most exciting or gratifying thing, but on the other hand, what has been the most challenging thing? Um, the most challenging uh, part for me is um, mostly like my family and like school because I have to balance BBFC and dance and school. And for mm-hmm. my family, some of my family members doesn't really know why I'm doing this and why I'm keep on doing this. And they don't really believe what I believe, like police brutality. And they think that um, they see a lot of brown dancers, but I really don't see it. Um, I'd say for me, maybe, uh, let's see. Maybe the most challenging thing has just been balancing your schedule, like Shania said. Um, Maybe it's just like remembering to do things and just like being put together and kind of like, letting everything be balanced and also having time for yourself Mm -hmm. um I feel like what Shania said I'm sure there's people maybe in my family that think that but so far I feel like everyone has been super supportive and super nice about it and really like love what's going on so yeah I think that's a another aspect you need to look at how people in the organization's families react to it which I probably haven't thought about before right yeah and time management skills and time management it's just so hard like I I imagine like bouncing dance school and BBFC must be hard so has there been anything that you've learned or produced that you never would have initially expected I mean I'd say I never would have expected to do half the stuff that we've done like I never would have expected to one do all these photo shoots we literally used to have a photo shoot like once a week in the summer um I never expected any of this to happen really like at all I never thought a picture could launch us into such an amazing spotlight that we're in and um yeah I never really pictured us all to be on a mural either that's something super cool that's happened wow yeah or just see us on the news it's like super cool yeah exactly what Ava said we I'm probably probably like everyone else we didn't know that it will go like this far it will still be getting more viral and taking pictures every week every other week um doing performances um doing videos for other performances and learning new choreography for like each month yeah wow that's crazy like being on the news and being in the mural that's just amazing just wow yeah so you already touched upon this but what sort of impact do you hope to make on the dance community with brown ballerinas for change um i definitely hope that not only people get the message that um our lives do matter because they 100 percent do but also that really just using your gifts to do what you love is just key and getting started very young is also great Um, And then I'd also say, don't let anything hold you back, really. And just to keep pushing, like if you're a dancer and you want to give up one day, I'd just say, just keep going for it and keep pushing because 
no matter how difficult something may be, you can always do it if you put your mind to it. And um, yeah, just like we touched on before, diversifying everything, ballet has been seen as a white art form for far too long. Mm -hmm. And um, recently, actually, at school, I learned a little bit more about dance and like about like the viral dances that we have seen, like the twist and about like other things like that that originated from um, Black Americans. And I just think it's super cool to just look back and see how far the dance community has come just from then to 2021 and how much it has evolved and how many more people want to be involved in it. Yeah, like what Avis said to um, never put like yourself down and never talk bad about yourself because you're not going to get anywhere. Um, always believe in what you're doing. Never um, think twice never give up because you're never going to get anywhere. Um, always take time for yourself, not for other. I mean, probably take care of others, but mostly take care for yourself because you would go insane. <laughs> and to um, try to find the beauty in life instead of the negative and dance your heart out. Wow, these are some inspirational quotes right here. So where do you see BBFC in the near future? Um, I know we just got approved for two grants recently, and we currently have a closet where people can just donate lightly used dance wear so that we can give back to community yet again. Um, also, I believe coming up, we are going to be hiring teachers to teach dancers that wouldn't able like that wouldn't be able to dance without our classes I guess and we are also forming mentorships and different little groups that we can take places with us and perform and do just a bunch of the cool stuff that we have been doing and just get more people involved in it because being so small we like have a big board and then we have a couple co-founders and CEOs being still so small and so new I think it's definitely hard to distribute the workout to everyone and everyone like getting to do everything they can and everyone being able to manage their time at the same time while having a nonprofit that needs to be worked on full time. It's just a lot. So I think we're just expanding right now. So hopefully in the near future, we will be doing what we're doing now and just keep pushing for it and still just doing what we're doing right now. <laughs> Yeah, what Ava said, probably expand more than just Virginia, probably like in different states, different countries, stuff like that. Yeah, that'll be really cool. Um, I can't wait to see what you guys do in the future. So we're going to move on to some fun questions. Who are your heroes? My hero is definitely my mom because she always takes care of me. She always um, is right behind me wherever I go. She supports me with everything that I do. She always takes care of me when I'm sick and, you know, not feeling well. And I love her very much. I definitely also say my, not just my mom, my whole family. I think everyone in my family is super supportive and also being as close to my family as I am. COVID has been really difficult not being able to see everyone. So I think all my family members are heroes. Oh, that was so sweet. <laughs> so... What social stigma does society need to get over? It can really be anything that you think of. One, definitely the mental health stigma. Um, I think that's a big one that um, 
society definitely needs to get over. It's been going on for too long and people shouldn't be afraid to get help. Would racism count as a stigma? I guess so in a way. That too, if that counts. Saying that police brutality is not a thing, people need to get over that because that's actually true. Racism, people not forcing, but saying that you have to wear pink tights and pink ballet shoes, probably putting your hair up in a bun. I don't, I don't know, but probably like wear your natural hair most of the time, probably for like recitals. Yeah, those are all really good social stigma that we need to get over. All right, so the next question is, what's something that will always be in fashion, no matter how much time passes? Um, this is a little bit, this is a little creative question, so I'll give you a moment. I'd say for one, super cool rings. I love rings. I think that's just super cool to accessorize yourself. And I'd also say... The color green is kind of big right now, and I think that should stay for forever. I love green, and yeah. Mm, like the light green or the dark green? I like light green the best, but dark green is super cool too. I would say, um, I don't know how to say it. It's like Goodwill, like the clothes that you get at like Goodwill and all that stuff. LED lines. Thrifting? Are you talking about thrifting? Yeah, thrifting. That's. I was about to say shoplifting. <laughs> but no, not <laughs> shoplifting, <laughs> thrifting, succulents, aloe vera plants, I have some right there, um, essential oils, air diffusers, candles, the color pink, not hot pink, like pastel pink, baby pink, regular pink, and baby pigs. I think I got to know you guys much more just by you know, asking about what will not be out of fashion, no matter how much time passes. So finally, do you have any last words, such as tips, suggestions, or comments you would like to tell people who are listening to this podcast? I would say to don't believe everything that's on social media, because some people have like two sides of the story, and some people switch up things on social media. And to never never look at the comment section mm. don't believe don't really look at the bad comments don't hang on to them because they'll make you stronger as a person and who you are don't change who you are for other people because you'll find the right group for you that is that loves who you are um i would just say to do what you love and don't let anyone stop you and be your own number one supporter if you want everyone else to be and you focus on everyone else trying to be your biggest fan you're probably going to get stuck somewhere but if you're your own biggest supporter then no one can stop you because it's not like you're you're waiting on anyone else to help you out mm-hmm. so yeah yeah that is definitely a really good tip so thank you Shania and Ava for joining us today it was so nice talking to you guys thank you for having us thank you for having us Thank you for listening to our podcast. We have important, exciting news. Our STEP program is finally expanding. We are now going to be connecting experienced volunteer dancers to children ages 5 to 10, especially those who can't afford it, through our website. If you want to be a volunteer, go to our website and fill out the form in the Become a Volunteer section under our program. Great opportunity for volunteering. If you have a child who wants to take free online ballet classes, go to our website and fill out the form in the For Students section 
under our program. Volunteers and students will be connected and paired depending on the time, day, class you wish the teacher take. These connections will be matched from mid-April to the end of April. Make sure to sign up now to secure your spot. To keep up with our social medias, check out our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube.